It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, Locked On Crossover Wednesday. This is the Locked On Seahawks podcast and the Locked On Panthers podcast. I'm Grant Goldberg, joined today by Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers. No Spike Friedman joining us today. Uh, he has the show off, so uh, he gets to enjoy uh, the, the Thanksgiving festivities a little bit early. But no, we're here to talk you know, some, some football, some Seahawks, Panthers. It's a big game this Sunday in terms of playoff implications. Uh, it's uh, at 10 a.m. in Carolina. And so, you know, it's, it's, a, big, it's a big game, like I was saying, uh, but before we get into the show, I'll do a quick intro. I am uh, Grant Goldberg. I do the Locked On Seahawks podcast and uh, social media and graphic design work for uh, Lakers SB and SB Nation's Lakers site. And Bill, why don't you do a quick intro for all the listeners out there? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Bill Rossetti, uh, at Bill underscore Rossetti on Twitter, Locked On Panthers, and I do a little bit of writing over at Panthers Wire and Bengals wire as well and then even outside of football uh, I'll do some some college basketball work a little bit of bracket predictions things like that so a little bit of a kind of both sides of the fence here at this time of year yeah I know especially with uh, college basketball getting started uh, I, I guess you know since uh, it's gotten brought up you know what do you think of uh, Zion Williamson and Duke this year do you think they're just gonna steamroll through a lot of the teams? Uh, in the tournament, or do you think they're gonna, you know, face you know a team that could be their match? Yeah, early, early on. I mean, opening night I think was a really, obviously such an impressive win over Kentucky. The way they just dominated what was, what is going to be a very good Kentucky team. I mean, I think that's a team that's still going to take some time to kind of get used to each other. Whereas Duke, all these freshmen have come together so quick. Uh, yesterday was a close one, but credit Auburn for hanging in there as tight as, as they did, you know, only losing by six points. But it sets up a monstrous game later today in Maui between Duke and Gonzaga. Obviously, uh, really looking forward to that one, but there, there's no question right now Duke looks like the best team. Obviously, the key is will these freshmen be able to keep their composure and keep keep everything together when we get into March? Because we've seen some Duke teams on both sides here, we've seen these young kids go all the way to the national title, and we've seen them flame out on the first weekend. So it, it's going to be exciting to watch. But uh, early on, this this team is definitely for real, especially Zion. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. It's it's going to be a long season. But, you know, we are on the, the Locked On NFL side of the network, so I guess we should get into a little bit of football talk. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, so um, <laughs> you know, I guess we can start off with uh, the Panthers' offense and the Seahawks' defense. Mm-hmm. And so now I wanted to kind of, kind of you know, get how, how you're feeling about the offense going into this week. Um, you know, whether... You know, you guys are going to, you know, really keep it on the ground, keep it through the air. I know DJ Moore had a really successful week against the Lions, and, you know, I wonder if he's going to be a big part of the game plan. So, you know, what do you think uh, the Panthers are going to do to kind of combat the Seattle defense going into this weekend? Yeah, um, I, I think they want to continue to establish the run. I mean, the offense really still goes through Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, and I went back and watched uh, a little bit of the last two games, and I saw how well uh, Todd Gurley was able to run the ball, and um, Aaron Jones both had uh, pretty good success on the ground. So I think the Panthers have to like the way they should be able to at least get Christian McCaffrey uh, at least continue to involved as he was, if not a, a little bit more. You know, it, they, they struggled to move the ball a little bit on the Lions, but... The Lions have a pretty decent front line. I mean, not that the Seahawks don't. Obviously, they have uh, Jerron Reed there in the middle, Frank Clark. So they got a couple of good bodies there on the front line. But I think if they can figure out a way to establish the run and their offensive line can figure out how to protect Cam Newton or at least get back to where they were a couple of weeks ago, I think the offense should kind of get back on track here uh, after some mishaps, I guess we'll say, over the last two weeks against the Lions and the yeah the Lions and the uh, Steelers, so it's it's really going to come down to guys like Van Roten and Ryan Khalil, I think, really stepping back up after having a couple shaky games. So it's it's going to be really important to get McCaffrey involved. And, and you mentioned DJ Moore. I, I think you got to continue to feed him the ball. He's really getting more comfortable. He's showing more of that game-breaking ability that he had at Maryland. He'd been flashing it over the first half of the season. You're really starting to see it come out now. You really saw it last week against Detroit with that 80-yard catch and run. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's really too much they just just got to get away from. I think just continue to do what's been working for them, just do it a little bit better, or at least better than they have the last two weeks, Um, get back to how they were against, say, Baltimore when the offense was just so explosive if they can do that I think they'll be all right yeah um you yeah you mentioned DJ Moore well we both talked about DJ Moore and it's Mm -hmm. been kind of a revolving door when it comes to number one right receivers ever since uh you know front just came in and and Benjamin went out and so you're looking for that no true one two combination between the guys and so, yeah, it's it's been kind of fascinating to see him step into that role and, and perform so well. Uh, Greg Olson is a guy that I think can uh, really be dynamic against Seattle. Um, Austin Calitro is going to be put under a microscope uh, if K.J. Wright can't take the field this weekend. Uh, he's going to have to deal with McCaffrey. He's going to have to deal with Greg Olson. And so, you know, having a reserve linebacker in that role is is going to you know put some stress on the Seattle defense. And uh, I think, you know, if there's a matchup that you guys are going to exploit, I think it's that one right there. No, and I, I agree. You know, it's nice to see 
definitely nice to see Greg Olson kind of get back into uh, the swing of things after battling that foot injury earlier in the year. He had a touchdown last week uh, against the Lions, really where no one, no one really focused on him. He just broke right into the end zone, just stood there by himself. So uh, you're right; it's going to be a, a good matchup for these uh, for these linebackers and this front seven for the uh, for the Seahawks. You know, can they? Can they stop that big body with Olsen? And then you mentioned the receivers. You know, it's that's one of the unique things about this Panthers offense is there's not really a quote-unquote true number one, like you said. I mean, sure, Devin Funches is your big-bodied X. Uh, DJ Moore is your slot. Jairus right in the slot. Or DJ Moore outside, wherever they put him. But no one's really taken that big-time stud role it's really been a mix of a whole bunch of receivers and you know even a, a couple more he throws curtis samuel here and there in, in that offense so i i think that's really what's been a positive effect too for this offense is that there's really not anybody that you have to solely focus on because there's a lot of people a, a lot of players on this offense that can beat you in a number of ways. So it's really been making things tough for uh, opposing defenses. Again, it goes back to, you know, this, this offensive line, particularly the inside of it has to do a better job of protecting Cam Newton because they gave up some costly sacks uh, against the lines, including that eight, that big play from DJ Moore because they gave up a sack on third down and then they missed the field goal. So that was uh, a momentum killer. I think in, I think that was in the fourth quarter, maybe. Uh, so the line has to step up, but you're right. This the Seahawks defense, it they're gonna have an interesting time figuring out. Okay, are they gonna focus on Funchess or Olsen, wh- whatever the case may be? So uh, really gonna be interesting to see how they handle things here. Yeah, um, you know, Pete Carroll and and uh, Ke- excuse me, Ken Norton Jr. have a. Uh, a tough task on their hand, you know, trying to, you know, figure out which matchups to, you know, have guys go on. You know, it's such a young secondary. They have Shaquille Griffin on the outside, uh, Trey Flowers on the other side, who was, uh, you know, fifth-round pick, a conversion from safety to cornerback, who's really, you know, played better than most people thought he would. Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Justin Coleman in the slot, and then you got Bradley McDougald and uh, Tedrick Thompson over the top. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's you know, there's not really, you know, I would say, you know, world beaters on either side of the ball when you're talking about the outside and the secondary and the wide receiver group uh, when you're talking about the Panthers offense versus the Seahawks defense. But uh, it should make for some, some fun matchups, some big plays. I think from both sides, I think uh, since there isn't that, you know, Richard Sherman on, you know, the side of the field for the Seahawks, and uh, there's no one true clear-cut wide receiver for the Panthers, I think we're going to see Cam Newton take some shots against the Seattle defense just because, you know, they're not the same team that they were the last time the Seahawks and Panthers met and the times before that because they, they'd meet pretty often, you know, in the regular season and the playoffs. And so Cam Newton knew a different team. Uh, he, I don't think he knows this team as well. So I think we're going to see him uh, be willing to kind of take some shots that maybe he wouldn't take uh, in years past against the Seahawks defense. Now, would you expect um, someone like Sh- Sh- uh, Shaquille Griffin on 
Kelvin Ben or not Kelvin Benjamin, I'm sorry, Devin Funches, or how, how are you kind of thinking uh, those matchups will end up playing out? Well, I think um, I think they'd probably put Griffin on Funches. Um, the only thing that I think that they wouldn't is because Trey Flowers has a lot of length and uh, can use that length, but he's actually really thin and. You, know, you don't want him to get bodied up, so I think you know they'll go with Griffin. They'll go with you know a little bit stronger, more experienced, and uh, they'll have Trey Flowers on the other side, on the outside, you know, guarding whoever may be you know opposite him, whether that be DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel, uh, and uh, have, they'll have Justin Coleman sitting in the slot uh, primarily through the whole game. So I think I think that's the way this ma- matchups will shake out. But uh, you never know. I don't know officially what they're thinking, and we'll probably see you know in the in the days leading up to Sunday or on Sunday after uh, Sunday morning. Sorry. No, I, I kind of agree. I, I think you're probably going to see Griffin on Funches as well, and I think that's probably their probably best case scenario, or at least the best way to try to handle Devin Funches. So yeah, I, I agree. With, I definitely agree with you there. Right. Uh, so I, I think. You know, we can put a bow on that, and uh, we'll come back with uh, more Locked On Crossover Wednesday. Uh, it's Locked On Seahawks, Locked On Panthers. We're going to talk some you know, Seahawks offense versus the Panthers defense, so stay tuned for more of today's show. Yeah, but before we get into that, uh, we got to talk about sex a little bit here, and we're talking good sex. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase that performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. And guys, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Remember, Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, there is no more awkwardness. And I know a lot of people worry about that, so that's a big key here. So they're made, And they're made here in the USA, and we always love American-made products, and they ship and prepare direct which means they are cheaper than a pharmacy. So right now we've got a special deal for you listeners out there. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use the promo code Locked On. All you have to do is pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for being a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we are back with more Locked On Seahawks, Locked On Panthers crossover. It's Crossover Wednesday on the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, no, it's a big, it's a big game like we said earlier in the show, uh, we're going to put an emphasis on the Seahawks offense in this part of the show, uh, Panthers defense as well. And so, you know, I think that, you know, 
there's no team in the NFL running the ball better than the Seahawks right now. Um, I think a lot of people would share that opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So Chris Carson is going to be the lead back this Sunday. Rashad Penny is really coming into his own within this offense. Uh, he's a first-round pick. You know, you know, we can argue about the value of the pick, and and you know, we'll probably be in agreement that you know he could have been had for a later price. But you know, for the the talent and you know the explosiveness, uh, I'm I'm glad Rashad Penny is on this team somehow. Uh, and then we have Mike Davis as kind of the third down back. And so, you know, Bill, I want to know, you know, what's going on with Luke Keekley and, and, and this Panthers run defense? It's sometimes hit and miss, to be quite honest. I mean, there's, there's days where they'll shut down an opposing defense or shut down opposing offense. I'm sorry, like the run game. You look at uh, even all the way back to week one when they held Zeke Elliott to about 70 yards. But then the following week, Tevin Coleman has a breakout game. I mean, there's it, it gets up and down for sure. But Luke Keekley, no matter what happens, is always flying to the ball, always making plays. I mean, he you, you could argue he's the best middle linebacker in the game. But um, you know, it, it is going to be an interesting matchup because you're right. The, the Seahawks have really done a nice job of running the ball. Like I said, I, I took a look a little bit at the last couple of weeks, and you really are starting to see Rashad Penny break out I, I i do agree with you that he he could have been gotten later i, I didn't think he would have been or should have been a, a first round pick given his size and kind of lack of pass blocking ability at least at the time you know he was just kind of a small runner at san diego state but at least they're figuring out ways to utilize him and you know you saw the, the big runs he had against the rams you saw the good running he had against the Packers. So it, it's nice to see them finally have that, um, that we'll say group for lack of a better term between him and Chris Carson. So uh, the, this Panthers, especially the linebacking group is going to have to be on their toes because these are pretty shifty backs and powerful running backs, you know, that can, really come at you at a, at a number of ways if i'm if i'm not mistaken so um it, it's it's going to be fun to watch how seattle mixes the running backs and how they try to attack this front seven so you know you, you, this could be one of the you know as we were talking the panthers receivers against the seahawks corners on the other side of the ball that could be probably the matchup to watch are the two seahawks running backs against the three panthers linebackers yeah, the Seahawks uh, have the offensive line has done a really good job of creating space and uh, creating running lanes for their for the running backs. The thing that's you know special about them is you know when they hit that you know second level past the past the defensive line, you know they're breaking a lot of tackles and they're getting uh, these nearly explosive runs. Uh, they're running through linebackers, they're running through arm tackles, and uh, they're finishing runs really strong. We're seeing. Chris Carson probably being the most physical runner runner they have, and uh, it's really hard to bring him down just by yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But Rashad Penny does a really good job of just using elusiveness and finding the right lanes to cut through, and and you know use you know what explosiveness he has to uh, to you know move the yard move the ch- sorry move the sticks for Seattle, mm-hmm. and you know I'm I'm thinking you know with this emphasis on the running game comes 
the play action game for the Seahawks. Now, you know, I'm not out of the mindset that you need the running game for the play action game to be effective, but the Seahawks are, and they have shown uh, great effectiveness with play action passing. And so, you know, I know that you have uh, James Bradbury on the edge, but you know, who are some of the guys in the Panthers secondary that Russell Wilson needs to keep an eye out for? Maybe when he's going all the way downfield, uh, trying to stretch out your defense. Yeah, you mentioned James Bradbury real quick. Um, you also got to look at the rookie Dante Jackson, who's actually leading the team right now in interceptions with four. Uh, really been doing a nice job utilizing his speed. Uh, has really learned the NFL game very quickly. Um, you know, he's been stepping in since week one and just does a nice job sticking to receivers. Obviously, there's times where he's going to kind of hit that rookie wall, namely uh, a couple weeks ago against the Steelers when he was basically kind of burnt by Antonio Brown. But you kind of saw that, that coming. I mean, big stud receiver like Antonio Brown versus a rookie in Dante Jackson. But overall, Dante Jackson's had a nice season, so um, it actually wouldn't surprise me if they put him um, on someone like, you know, maybe they give him a shot against Doug Baldwin. Um, if it, obviously, if it's not him, it'll probably be Tyler Lockett, but um, I, I, I would be pretty interested if they give Dante Jackson a shot against Doug Baldwin. And then, of course, you have the two veterans in the secondary, Mike Adams, who's um, almost like 50 years old. No, I'm kidding. He's not that old, but he is pretty up there in age. <laughs> uh, and, and then, of course, uh, Eric Reed, who's been playing very well ever since uh, he came to Carolina. So I, I think the secondary has gotten a lot better. And, um, you know, that, that's going to be another intriguing matchup or, you know, some of these corners against, uh, you know, you're too good. Very good, I sh- I'll say. You know, obviously, Doug Baldwin's a stud. Uh, you're two very good receivers. Yeah, uh, you know, last week was one of the first times, you know, I think probably the second time we saw Doug Baldwin look like Doug Baldwin this year. Um, he's been dealing with a nagging injury with his knee, but uh, now he's been saying, Pete Carroll's been saying, you know, there's nothing wrong anymore. He's feeling a lot more like himself. And so, you know, we're seeing a lot of those, you know, really clean, precise routes, the double moves, and uh, just an, a knack for, for moving the chains. Uh, so I think, you know, Doug Baldwin plays a little bit of a similar style to uh, Antonio Brown in his route running. And so, you know, I, th- I think that could present a problem against uh, your rookie cornerback. But, you know, who knows how he rebounds and, you know, he can use that game, you know, as some preparation for what he's about to see. But Tyler Locke is a guy that, you know, he's just been balling out of his mind this year. He's catch he's caught a, a ton of touchdowns and he's you know been Seattle's best deep threat uh and then we have David Moore who's kind of this you know really wild card you know you don't know you know whether you're going to be able to find him downfield but when you know when Russell Wilson targets him you know it's you know a lot of the times it's in these jump ball situations and uh, you really trust him to go one-on-one with whoever's on him um and then you have De- Ed Dixon who you know you're familiar with obviously and yeah. um no, he's been, you know, kind of spotty. He came back a few weeks ago uh, for the Seahawks and, you know, instantly, you know, caught a touch or yeah, caught a touchdown that had a few explosive plays, was non-existent in the next game, and then came back and, and scored a big touchdown against the Panthers. And so, you know, I think that, 
you know, the Seahawks offense can present a lot of problems for this Panthers defense. It's just whether I think they can, you know, go on the road, cross country, 10 a.m. Uh, it's a, a start time that's traditionally been really tough for the Seahawks. Um, but I think they will try to set the tone on the ground. I think it's going to be a low scoring game uh, with both teams, you know, in both of our minds, you know, trying to set the tone uh, with the running game. And uh, control the to control the time of possession, control the ball, and uh, play their style of football. So it's going to be a really good game, and we'll come back you know, after this short break and pick this game. So stay tuned for more Locked On Crossover Wednesday. It's Locked On Seahawks, Locked On Panthers. You know, ever since you know I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week, and the truth is. I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in the business for years, they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They know it's important to get your money quick. And when you win, they get it to you. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So, call, so join now and my bookie will match your first deposit dollar for dollar. Enter the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we are back with the final portion of today's show of the Locked On Seahawks, Locked On Panthers crossover episode. You're still with Grant and Bill. And you know I mentioned how... You know, both teams are going to try to run the ball. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. And uh, it's it's going to be a tough game for, for both teams. You know, the Panthers are, you know, coming off probably their two worst games of the season. And, you know, the Seahawks are, are playing well but have to travel cross country, uh, play an early game. So, you no, know, to me, it's a toss-up. It's going to be tough for both teams. Uh, in a toss-up, you know, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to be a little bit of a homer. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win. Uh, and I, I picked it on the on the show yesterday on the Locked on Seahawks podcast. Uh, and I picked it 17-12. I'll pick 17-13 uh, today on, the, on this crossover episode. So I have the Seahawks edging out the Panthers barely by four points, 17-13 to four, uh, uh, in Carolina. Bill, I, I, I think you probably would pick this game different. But, uh, you know, that's that's my uh, side of the coin. I want to hear your side. I 
kind of agree. I, I, I'm going to agree that it's going to be a low scoring game. I'm feeling maybe like a 17, 14 type deal. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic on the Panthers, but um, also because I'm kind of the kiss of death, you know, I expected a shootout against the Steelers at the Panthers. Or, and I did I did pick the Steelers to win, but only by like three points. I didn't expect them to get blown up by thirty. But um, I'm going to also pick the Seahawks in this one, I'm, and I'm going to say seventeen fourteen again. Maybe maybe this is just me being like the kiss of death for the you know. So that the Panthers win to yeah. make the fans the, happy. The reverse, the reverse, <laughs> the reverse jinx. kind of the reverse jinx, right? Um, but I'm, I am going to pick the Seahawks in this one. I know the Panthers are undefeated at home, uh, and they've been struggling on the road. So you know, being back home is big. But um, I, I don't know. They've they've been struggling, even though the last couple games are at home. So I'll pick the Seahawks, kind of with the thought that maybe. Uh, it'll it'll turn into a Panthers win, but my my pick will be the Seahawks. Right, and uh, you know part of the reason why you know I'm, I'm I wouldn't say comfortable picking the Seahawks in Carolina, but uh, just the way they play football, if they're going to win, it's going to be on the ground, and they're really really good at running the ball, and the defense is playing well, and you know part of the reason why too is that you know Carolina got up big on Tampa Bay uh, at home a few weeks ago. And you know, we saw Tampa Bay slowly but surely make their way back into the game. And you know, we all know that you know that roster in Tampa Bay and and the quarterback situation. So you know that's something that you know I was keeping my eye on. Obviously, you know the Panthers are a strong team. Uh, they've you know they've you know gotten uh, the fifth seed in the playoffs right now, and that's for a reason. They're a good team, but uh, I think the Seahawks are you know playing well, and they're going to take that into Carolina this weekend. Yeah, and you like you're right. This is going to have big playoff implications. I mean, the Panthers in a couple of weeks have gone from a pretty surefire playoff team at six and two to now squarely on the bubble at six and four. I mean, they they lose this game, and they are uh, just about at least for the moment out of the playoff picture. Yeah, I think uh, they switched spots with Seattle with, uh, with the Seahawks win and the Panthers loss. Yeah, they would with that, and of course, you know, Washington playing Dallas. Um, so you're you're going to have like a a lot of teams sitting there at six and five, no matter what. So this is a big one for both teams. You yeah, know, it's, I mean, it's it's been crazy to think that the Seahawks were even in this position. A lot of people didn't expect them to be where they are now, but you know, credit to Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson for getting them in this spot. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think uh, it's been it's been a team effort, and you know a lot of players have stepped up to make sure there's um, there's a, a good team on the field this season. And I think uh, you know you can give a credit to a, a lot of the players. But uh, I think that does it for today's show. We want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, for both Locked On Seahawks and Locked On Panthers listeners, uh, go to each uh, each podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five star review. Uh, for Locked On Seahawks listeners, go ahead, leave a question in the review, and we'll answer it on the show. Um, you know, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, Bill, what's your Twitter handle again? It's uh, Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. 
and it's pronounced Rossetti. Remember that he has it in his Twitter bio <laughs> for that purpose. And you can follow me at Grant Goldberg. Uh, the show's handle is Locked Seahawks. Uh, yeah, so you know, reach out to us. We love feedback uh, any way we can get it. You now listen to you know other shows on the Locked On NFL Network. You know, there's a lot of great content being out there. Locked On NBA has a lot of great analysts. Trevor Booker, NBA player, has uh, you know been on a few shows so far. Uh, so take advantage of that. Listen to a former NBA player. Uh, Joel Klatt is on Locked On Wolverines. Uh, so, you know, if you want to hear, you know, from the mind that's going to call the Ohio State Michigan game, then, uh, that's a, that's a great opportunity too. So I, I, not a lot of things, uh, are as good as, you know, hearing someone that's in the booth every weekend. And so take advantage of that. But, uh, Bill, do you have anything to close with? Uh, not really. I mean, I was, I was going to say quick when you were saying about, uh, my pronun- how I have the pronunciation in my Twitter bio. Uh, that's that's the beauty of being kind of a a true Italian. You have those fun Italian names. Nobody ever knows how to pronounce it, so that's that's why I had to put it in there. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's you know, it's always a wild card. You never know which pronunciation you're gonna get. Um, so yeah, thanks, Bill, for you know getting together and doing this. It was a lot of fun, and hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to the show. So thank you, and uh, we'll see you guys you know after Sunday. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.